Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. As always, my name is Mike Chisholm. As always, I am extremely excited to be here today. I'm excited to further uh, this amazing company that my wife and her her partner is is, is building. And uh, just, yeah, forward the, uh, the, the progress of where men are at and where men could be. Um, in building this company, we have had all sorts of people who uh, have immediately seen the vision as to what is being built here and uh, have, have raised their hands and, and enthusiastically jumped forward to say, how can I help? Um, Derek Bastricki is one of those people. Derek, I, uh, as you know, I have great affection for you. I'm, I'm very excited that you're here to talk uh, to our audience today. Um, I'm not as excited because of the topic well, as to why you're chosen, yeah, <laughs> not chosen, enough. but but why we want to have you in some of these initial run of podcasts because um, because today's topic is loss and 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 you have suffered um, you know one of those losses that 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 many men um, you know dread more than anything else. You've you've lost a domestic partner. You lost your sure. wife. Um, how long ago was it that you lost your wife? Uh, now it's over three years. Um, on this given day, uh, actually, it's the 40th month. It's kind of interesting that today actually, is the 40th month. Today is the 40th month of her passing. She okay. passed away on April 11th. So, okay. So, um, uh, interesting. We'll, we'll get back to that. How mm. you, how you, how you measure it in months still. That's, yeah. that's, that's really interesting. Um, uh, I, I'm grateful that you are willing to kind of open up the vault and dissect a sure. little bit about maybe what you've felt, uh, what you're feeling now to this day um, in, in, in the idea of dealing with loss. Mm. But I want to go back. So so you're in your 40s now. Yeah. We're both well, in our 40s. Okay. Sure. Um, you were with your girl. You were with Brandy in your 20s. Yeah. Late 20s. Yeah. Late 20s. Yeah. You guys got together. She it was, was 26. Those... I was 29. Okay. So fairly close in age. Yeah. Um, fast courtship? Was it a long courtship? Uh, how long did you, did you kind of, before you made things permanent? Uh, well, um, uh, from the initial time that she met me to the time that uh, we moved in together was about, um, six months. Okay. And then after that, uh, you know, I proposed to her five years later, actually. Okay. So you lived together for a while before yeah, you actually proposed absolutely. and got married, but, but, um, in a sense that, that moving in together was a, oh, yeah. that was a that, big, that was the big move. Sure. Of Did she, she had kids? Yep. Okay. Uh, Brandon and Shyla, and, uh, they were two and a half and five years old when I met her. So okay. she was two. a single mom. Yeah. So, so, um, and you've got no kids outside of that? No, no, they okay. are, they are to me, my children, of course. Right. Uh, and now, and, and, and feeling that way, but back then you think about those six months Oh yeah. and then making that decision to go, sure. okay, we're going to cohabitate. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a big change for big Derek, isn't it? Well, that's a massive change, but it was an easy one. It was, it was easy because, um, yeah, it was the family unit and, and there was something about that. It wasn't just Brandy. I, I respected that, uh, she also had young children and. And they were wonderful, you know. They never gave me a day of grief in my entire life, and I can probably say that, right? So, yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was all positive in that sense, yeah. Um, and then even when we got married, uh, Shyla and Brandon were part of the the wedding ceremony itself, too, right? That sounds really special. Yes. Um, you know, I think about as we get older, you think about a six month six month courtship, a gal with two ki- two young kids. Sure. And you're like, okay, yeah, let's 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 take the plunge. Sure, and I, was um, a, I was a DJ at the time too, so I was working night shifts. You know, and <laughs> you were a DJ. I was a DJ, yeah, nightclub type Night stuff. Club. Yeah, you wow. better believe it. Sure. So you know, yeah. that's a huge <laughs> shift for you. Yeah, big you, time. You had to you had to love her quite a bit to be able to 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 make a change like that um, in a lifestyle. And, well, sure, yeah. I mean, although I I still did it for another three years, but that was kind of one of those transitional moves, and I wanted to do day work, right? So sure. oh, sure, and yeah. and 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 I'm sure that uh, that 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 if the family situation led to you wanting to have the day work and all Absolutely. that, but but I'm just saying that like that is a massive shift. You know, you're <laughs> um you, you meet this gal and six months later yeah you've got this night uh lifestyle mm-hmm. but you you must have wanted it pretty bad um after that six months you must have wanted her pretty bad to be able to make a move like that you yeah yeah it was, it was um yeah i i guess so yeah uh, i i try to think back i i haven't actually thought back of that that far in terms of what was the transition it was just kind of the right time and you know there was a financial and there's you know there's always a there always was good reasons for it right? sure you know, uh, we had two separate dwellings and, uh, yeah, we just, it 
just decided I was, I think I just turned 30 in that year. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I thought, okay, yeah, it's time to kind of do this because I've always been on my own kind of things up to that point. So, yeah. Do you find it's easier to make decisions like that as we age? I don't necessarily know if that's true. Um, sometimes I think sometimes uh, you have other factors that kind of, kind of come along. It was just right for me. Mm. You know, it mm -hmm. was right for me. Um, you knew it. It was clear. Yeah, it was clear. Especially, you know, six, I think six months tells you if, what type of relationship you got. If you're consistent with it, it was a consistent relationship. So, you know, there was a commitment involved and there was commitment with its kids and uh, doing things as a kind of a, a new family unit. You know? Yeah. I, they never called me stepfather or stepdad. Yep. Uh, I was always kind of a, the joking line for that I always said was I'm adopted daddy, right? Because I was the outsider and they're the other family. So they adopted me into the world, right? Sure, so, absolutely. Right, you know, and, uh, and um, you know, it was it was beneficial to everyone involved. That's a neat way of looking at it that, uh, uh, you know, you weren't quote unquote adopting kids, but they actually adopted you into yeah. their family. Sure. How cool is that? That's a yeah. neat way of thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, and, and in terms of, you know, because they were so young and uh, that's kind of a, was a benefit, I guess, in those terms, it wasn't... Uh, there wasn't kind of that uh, long relationship and they were like 15 or 16 and then mm -hmm. suddenly the stepdad comes into the world or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, and you know, I was the focal point in that family as a man. So. What does that mean? When you say I was the focal point oh, well, in that because, family as a man. Oh, uh, well, because the, uh, the, the birth father wasn't involved, right? So okay. he lived in a different province and everything else. So there wasn't kind of that um, shared commitment or anything else. Did you feel... Um... I mean, obviously there was responsibility there, but, but as you said, you were the focal point as the man. Did you mm -hmm. feel uh, a sense of responsibility when you entered that situation? Absolutely. As to, yeah. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was a highlight to me, you know, it wasn't pressure. It was, no, it was that a was a highlight. Yeah, sure. Of, of course. Oh yeah. 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 It was, it was kind of right timing. I mean, I still, like I said, I was still doing DJ work for a couple more years and that sure. lifestyle still continued into our world. Yeah. Um, you know, because Brandy was a day to work days and I had to work nights and, uh, you know, it's different culture. And, sure. and you're still and you're still at that kind of age where you, you still have you have an opportunity to still be a little bit free. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So when it's been that culture and a drinking culture and um, yeah. So but you don't have to focus on adulting if you don't want to. No. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I didn't mind. No, it was good. It was good. And, you know, I had a, and I found the right person, obviously. Right. So. Um, so so. Lived together for five years, then got married. That's absolutely true. Um, I think a lot of people out there, uh, men and women, um, I think the dynamic when it comes to marriage is changing a little bit. Mm. Um, I think it's been that way since, since uh, well, since we were kids. I think you and I have really seen the dynamic of marriage change. It absolutely. was our generation um, is the one that saw divorces exploding mm -hmm. and, 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 and things like that. Um, what was the catalyst after five years to say, you know what, let's make it official. Let's, let's do the, let's do the legal stuff. Let's wow. do the ceremony. Let's do the pomp and circumstance. What, what led to that? Was that her pressuring? There was, was, there was that, absolutely. Pressure. There was some of that. Okay. Absolutely. After, after two years, <laughs> you know, the only times we ever would fight or have a debate or she, she, and she would just shut me up by saying, you know, put a ring on it. Okay. So, yeah. so she was, she felt very strong. She, oh, about she was it. felt very strong about it. Oh yeah. And so it was, you know, she always wanted a certain type of wedding and it was supposed to be a formal and it was formal. It was a church wedding and, you know, it was to the point where I said, uh, so, you know, I remember going and talking to the priest about what we're going to do. And he goes, well, you got this very short version. Right. And then you got the full blown. You know, right. And we knew that 90% of the people that we're inviting aren't part of that religion. So it's fine. And I thought for sure she would go and say, yeah, the short one. Of course. Sure. And. No, she wanted the full shebang. Wow! So. so is this like a Catholic wedding? It was. I've uh, I've attended a couple in my life. Yeah. Um, one of them that I attended uh, was very slow uh, from from the viewer perspective. Mm. It was beautiful for the family and all yeah, that. Yeah, sure. But so like, was that what you did? You was the yeah, the, the full wheel deal? And, and I didn't expect. Were they had that. like a mass attached to it or? Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Was, yeah, and uh, we invited two hundred, and uh, I think two hundred and six signed the book. Wow. So, yeah, everyone showed up. Very full wedding. It was a very full wedding. Opera singers and the whole works. Um, hindsight being 2020, obviously mm. you wouldn't have changed a thing. No, absolutely not. It was perfect. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that many times men go through that too, is that, that sometimes when the wedding is quote unquote forced upon us, mm. we don't realize that on the other side of it, we'll end up being very grateful for it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, I just, I just thought, uh, you know, if it would have been my choice. Oh yeah, take the simple package, do that. Do it on a beach know, somewhere, exactly, and whatever. Then, yeah, and then the opposite effect. So I'm going, okay, we well, guess we're doing it this way. But you know, that's what you do for your lady, right? Absolutely. Um, so you spent your 30s, and uh, at what point? And and this was a, this was one of those things where it wasn't a car accident that took her from you. Or anything. No, it was, it was, it was slow. It, uh, uh, yes, it was. You, 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 you've been through some shit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, when, when our granddaughter got sick, mm-hmm. um, the oncologist, uh, said to us, you know, you're part of a club right now. You didn't ask to be part of it. Um, but you're now part of this club. And, uh, and then there's the other club that you just don't want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. You were part of both. You were, you were part of the club where you took care of and, and, and mm-hmm. had a, a very, 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 um, gravely ill, mm-hmm. uh, partner. Your yeah. wife was yeah. very sick, and then that sickness led to her being taken from you. Sure. Um, let's talk time frame for a second. Mm. So, so how long um, were you together before she started developing symptoms of? of- uh, one and a half years after marriage was her, actually the first symptom. She had a grand mal seizure, which was then discovered to be a frontal lobe tumor in the brain. Okay. Um, so, you know, only one and a half years married, and bam, you have that. And I mm. thought I lost her right then with that grand mal seizure. Um, Were you there when she had it? Yes. Yeah, that was something. Can you put yourself back into that moment? Oh, absolutely. There was nothing that, that scared me more. So the it terror was, was just... It was terror because her eyes rolled back and the tongue and the drool. And you, and the, you literally just scream out, you want to say the last words kind of thing. I love you. And, yeah. And then, wow. then, and then, but like I said, obviously that was just systematic of the tumor suddenly getting into parts and it was shutting her brain to frontal lobe down. And they were able to discover it. And so she did a full, um, it was great. What do you call it? Uh, fourth grade? What, um, stage four? Stage four, yeah. So she had stage four cancer. A frontal lobe. And, and discovered, you know, uh, fairly quickly after the initial seizure. Yeah, well, yeah. That within they, within they, a few months, you knew what it was? Oh, within within a day. I mean, wow. They, they gave her an MRI to find out. Okay. So she went out for the full the full um, thing, and they, they found it immediately. It was frontal lobe, right? So, yeah, so she started, and then my life became... Um, a part of our life became chemo mm-hmm. and uh, and radiation treatments to the maximum level. And fortunately enough, went uh, it shrunk and it didn't disappear. But as they say, they, it went to sleep. So, um, which many people can can survive uh, 10, 20, 30, 40 years. They could have a full life still. Tumor still being there, but it's yeah, kind of staying quiet. It, it, it's just, it, yeah, it's it's just, exactly. It's not affected. It's and it had shrunk significantly, so okay. it, was, it was truly successful. Okay. Um, and well, that was through chemo and radiation. That was through chemo and radiation. How long are we talking? Like people know they've heard chemo, they've heard radiation, and all that. You've actually been through it. Yeah, it took about uh, uh, six months, I would say, the process until you know, and then she kept up with the chemo, and the chemo was a little different. Uh, when you're in uh, stage four cancer, um, a lot of the medications are actually better than if you have a lighter grade. I mean, they are the money has been invested into prescriptions and that type of stuff. So, okay, uh, her type of she didn't have to go into like a sitting in a chair like you know some people do. And you got to go to a hospital and okay. get chemo directly in your blood, your veins. Okay, for for her, she she just had pills and she had to take the pills and she would take it one week on and heavy dose and then three weeks off. Okay. It, of course, she didn't like it, and who would? But, no. Uh, but for the most part, she was able to get back into the world, and then it, eventually she was able to stop having to take it because he said, it's good. You're so good let, to go. I, I want to talk about that portion um, of where you were at mm. because at the end of the day, you're the husband, mm-hmm. stepfather, mm-hmm. Um, you know, well-established in the house at that point because you, you were – together before you got married. So it's a year and a half into marriage, but you would, sure. you were there already. You had was, these established roles. And then I, st- I started opening businesses and yeah. So life was coming together very strong at that time. Yeah. Okay. And then suddenly your domestic partner, your world is really sick and going mm-hmm. through this stuff. Those mm-hmm. responsibilities don't go away. No, no. Those pressures don't go away. No. That, that, that uh, pressure of being a man, like you said, you oh, know, yeah. I was the focal point as a man, mm-hmm. uh, doesn't go away. No. Um, how did you cope with that, or did you cope with that at the time? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, looking back, I think I coped pretty well with it. Um, I mean, you know, I, I just like you know, 
I'll bring up the COVID thing. I mean, we're, we're kind of, sure. we kind of live in a world of shock with this. I mean, it's only you don't expect this, this isn't planned. Suddenly, no. boom, and then you're suddenly told you're quarantined, you have to do things differently and everything sure. else. And you do it and you kind of get adjusted to it, but it, really in the back of your head, it, there's a bit of shock factor going on here. Yes. So, um, yeah, the same was for myself, but you know, once again, I, I, I have a strong connection um, to Brandy and there wasn't anything. It was, this is just the way it is, right? So, and she wasn't, she never drove. So, you know, it was my responsibility always to bring in and be with her. And, you know, and I, it, life just continued on. And fortunately enough, like I said, things, it, it could have ended there, mm -hmm. but she survived. And uh, relationship kept on building. So then we, you know, we started building our empire, right? So, mm. right. How did yeah. you, did you look at your relationship differently once uh, you crossed that hurdle to beforehand? Like, was there, I don't want to put words in your mouth. No. But I'll yeah. use one of the words, gratefulness. Um, yeah. Are you more, are you you're more present or more grateful um, having kind of gone through that and going, holy shit, we sure dodged a bullet. Yeah, or I, I'm sure it plays a factor. I mean, I'm sure even now uh, it plays a factor, especially because I remember that what we're discussing is the first, yeah, the first time, yeah. the first level. And then, of course, came back. That going to sleep changed. Uh, it was asleep for five years, and then Fuck. it came back, right, to the point that, um, so, yeah, I, I'm grateful. Yeah, I mean, it, it. It became part of our life, and I knew that uh, yeah, she could be, she could be gone anytime. So when she got better, we did a lot more things, right? You did, yeah. We ma I made sure. Uh, well, our what kind of things? What kind of well, things? it always it was always that monthly getaway, just me and her, right? Yeah. Just to two days staycation, something. Go. Um, we're taping this in Kelowna, British Columbia. And, but I mean, you know, uh, so there's smaller communities called Salmon Arm and, um, just go there for two days. Go man. to a cabin somewhere. Go just on, go. on, on a just lake somewhere. Go. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And just, uh, be tourist and, and that would be kind of a routine monthly. Right. And then the big one, big vacation, which is yearly, but, but, uh, yeah, uh, we just did things like that. Isn't it sad that, um, that many marriages uh, out there, it takes a, an event like that to make something like that happen. How much would better would a marriage be if if, if we just kind of started with that kind of presence of mind right from the hop? Yeah, well, true, absolutely. You know the importance uh, and the, the the how fast things can go, right? I mean, um, and that was kind of not necessarily for us a wake up call, but I can see for others that can be very well a wake up call where uh, you may take for granted and then say, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, she's still here. Okay. And that this is an important person in my life and you know, I'm not going to waste any time anymore. It, it sure, it's definitely motivated me with my businesses and everything else to, to do more, to do better for sure. Yeah. Um, I, one of the books I read early, early, early on, um, uh, it was kind of forced upon me uh, in my early twenties was to read, uh, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it does, I, I think it does. A, I think that book does a really good job of kind of, uh, describing how, um, sometimes a typical male or a typical female will think, uh, one of the things I definitely agree with in that book is how it talks about how men many times are like the hunter. And mm -hmm. so during the courtship phase or things like that, sure. we go to extraordinary measures, um, to, uh, to attract what mm -hmm. it is that we're hunting. And that's, that's, sure. that's, that's, uh, that's a, that domestic partner. Um, but then once you achieve that, once you have captured or, 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 or gotten mm. that domestic partner, many times we go look and we're hunting other things and we stop hunting, but a key to relationships is to continually be striving to hunt. Yeah, absolutely. And, and in the case of, of my relationship, what made it work is that we both never took for granted what we had. So, you know, a lot of this part of going for these weekly dates, even after marriage, and that became a focal point monthly getaways mm. for two days, just for us, yep. not with the kids. Yep. Because um, we got, there's always lots of other things we did with the kids. Um, sure. Was, was that, that kind of courting. And she always knew, and I respected that. Uh, and she always knew that, yeah, I, I'm going to make you feel like it's kind of the first date again. That's and cool. That, that, and that was kind of that, it just was in us to do it that way. 
Well, and and uh, I don't want to again, don't want to mm. put words in your mouth, but but pays off in other areas of the relationship sure, all throughout the rest of the month absolutely. after you have something like that. Absolutely, I, I would assume. Yeah, we were we were we use those kind of trips too when playing cards or drinking or whatever, mm. and to to literally discuss the issues on hand for that the past month or the coming up month. Yeah. Um. So literally, it was separated that. So we really didn't have. It was life was easy in terms of the relationship because there was not. There was, uh, we kind of always had a pattern of how we aired things out and we were open about it. And then we just dealt went back to life. And then if things got bad, we always had a little calendar and it would have that date for the next monthly trip. And we would kind of look at it and going, yeah, it's only five days away. So it's okay. Uh, it's always something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's always been my little hack to life is if I've got something to look forward to and it's not that I... I marry everything into it, but if I've always no. got something to look forward to, uh, whether yeah. it's a concert or a sporting event that I'm going to go to or whatever it is, if I've always got something, something to look forward to get away with my girl, sure. um, it just, it keeps things in perspective a little bit. And at least you have something that you're, you know, uh, you've got, you've got a little bit of light at the end of whatever tunnel that you happen to mm -hmm. be in at that point. Absolutely. Um, now you got yourself another five years. So we're getting close to your end, end of your thirties now. Yeah. And uh, and and what happens? Another seizure or symptoms or is it, or is it uh, well, a routine scan that trips the MRI? Up? Yeah. MRI came back. And uh, so she would continue to get MRIs she, after. every every three months or six months. So she got it quite often yep. because of the type. And uh, they discovered it active again. Okay. And um, I'm name drop here. One of the best. Uh, brain surgeons in the country. His name is Dr. Brian Toyota. He's out of Vancouver General in okay. Canada. And um, he came down from Vancouver just to, to our smaller community here in Kelowna. And he, um, just for the meeting with her. To do a consult? To, to do the consult about removing it. Okay. So now it would be, um, you know, open the brain up. And brain surgery. Brain surgery, yeah. God damn. So uh, she did proceed with that. And, um, was that difficult? Was that a, okay, this is going to be the topic of our getaway this month is to talk about yay or nay, or was it an instant? Yes, we're doing this. What was it? A oh yeah, this is a beautiful story. Um, she got the information in February and, uh, my birthday is in July and she looked at Dr. Toyota and she's without me prompting her. She goes, Dr. Toyota, how, how long can we delay this? And he goes, oh, well, you know, no rush. He says, can we have it in maybe end of July? This is in February. Okay. Immediately I realized because she goes, he goes, oh, well, what day specifically? Like something like July 10th because my birthday is July 6th. And this huh. is in February. So she was already thinking, put him first. Oh, my God. So, you know, so um, that's kind of the short version of it. But trust me, that always moves me. Oh, to this day, I will wow. never forget that because she just, just in case something went wrong because it's dangerous, right? Wow. So she wanted that. Your girl was thoughtful. Yeah. She was so, that thoughtful. She was, wow. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's exactly so what happened. Yeah, so, so she yeah. went off on July 10th. <laughs> um, so she had it, yeah. She so knew. you had four or five months to prep for Yeah, this. knowing that it was active. How do you prep for that? How do you prep for fucking brain surgery, man? Uh, I like, don't know. How do you, <laughs> she just did. She just did. How did you, how, what, what was going on with you? Like, was it, were you uh were you taking time bomb uh, and and repressed it all and put it all in? Did you talk to somebody? Did you go to anything like? Did yeah, you cope? no, no. I just prayed. Okay. Um, and uh, no, and uh, tried to continue to do the best I can. And then she went off and had that done. And when she returned, she was she survived obviously. Mm -hmm. And when she turned, uh, she was. It's hard to describe organically. It's slightly different. Um, but it's become more organic. It's more. She natural. was different. She was different, but it wasn't. It was you know sights, the way she acted. Yeah. Like, how was she different? Like um, she was just. There was just something that was. There was just something. She was actually even more softer. Which there was fears because of that part of the that deals with emotional sucker. Okay. okay. There was fears that you know she might suddenly have opposite effect, angry issues, something else. No, that never happened. Okay. Um, but uh, that was successful, and then we went on a second honeymoon. After that, I took her on a second honeymoon. Where'd you go? Um, back to Lake Chelan, which she okay. just loves. Okay. And um, yeah, she loves that area. And uh, and then three months later, then then something went seriously wrong, and that's uh, initially they thought it was um, she was having small seizures. Okay. Uh, consistently, 
and 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 things were going really bad and uh, in terms of that uh, um they thought that the, the seizures were the cause of the problems, you know, for her to forgetfulness and short-term memory loss and everything else. And they really thought to regulate it. Um, but then she really physically just declined oh. uh, quick, quickly. And then it took, I had to force another MRI and it took 15 different people looking at it to find out that she, her cancer had shifted to her brainstem. Okay. So, so another tumor? Yeah, completely. Yeah, and, in, and that's in, and, in, in, a, and in terms of what I've learned about brain, that's the worst place to go because okay. everything, of course, your entire computer functions through that brainstem, right? And it's and it's if you block that off, then everything around you shuts off. One of the things you just said, and I think it's important to know because if we've got guys out here who have uh, somebody in their life who's sick, mm. um, um, you said uh, you said I forced another MRI. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Um, so, so, and I think one of the unsung roles that we sometimes have is, um, is the rule of advocate mm -hmm. and, and, and whether, whether you're a guy or a gal and you got somebody in your life who's really, really sick, um, somebody's got to have their back when it comes to talking to the doctors and mm -hmm. things. You forced another MRI. Oh, I was, that I was, was, I was, were you, and, that, that was your role? Oh, I was front and center. Sure. I was her caretaker, right? Um, the kids at this stage were moving out of the house and our child of the eldest was already out of the house mm -hmm. and Brandon uh, was just moving out of the house too because he was going to get married. Mm -hmm. um, so all this was happening during the same time. So it was just me and her and I, absolutely. I mean, um, everything, everything from here on in and before, I mean, I was always, like I said, the man of the house. So uh, when it came to her, her and getting her whatever she needed in life, be it, um, uh, when she was healthy or not mm -hmm. was always a priority to me right mm -hmm. so yeah uh, when things when it when, when it went months going months of seeing a steady decline um that's when uh yeah i said i need another mri and you know it was the right thing because it wasn't matching she wasn't getting better and uh that's when we found out that she's now palliative it was quick after that oh so, wow yeah. okay so I, I, I don't want to get too far in poking and prodding as to, no. as, as, as to that portion of it. Um, it's a unique position in life mm. to know that you can plan with somebody that that somebody's not going to be there mm, at that stage of the game. Yeah. But you had that. Yeah. It, it was three months. It took three months at the, during that time. I mean, she was getting, um, I, I stopped my business and everything. I stopped. Sure. I, I was twenty four seven because she needed twenty four seven. Yeah. Except for the fact of of being able to um, eat, although sometimes I would have to remind her to swallow. Um, wow. Twenty four seven in the house, and she didn't want to leave the house. Of course, she wanted to be home. So you know, four care aides a day coming through the house, me providing being her arms, her legs, her everything. I mean, I transported her all every, you know, everywhere. Yeah. And, um, for how long, uh, that lasted for five months, five and a half months, longest five months of your life. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. And, and because it was, I remember part of it was during the time when we didn't know she had cancer. Okay. We, we, so there's a lot, of, there was uncertainty. There, there was uncertainty, but you know, I'm waiting for, I'm doing all this because I'm going to get her back. If her brain is damaged because of these seizures then we're going to stop these seizures. And if it's going to take time, mm -hmm. then we're going to get that. And I'm going to make sure that, yeah. There's a, there's a, there was a directive. Sure. Um, and then, uh, did it get to a place where she could no longer be a part of planning this stuff? Did it get, did oh, it get yeah, real ugly that no. way? She, she and barely then, understood. Okay. She, uh, she, in the last three, four months brain cancer is a, you know, there's nasty cancers. All cancers are nasty, but brain cancer, because it, it does shut down, um, you know, she, she acts out like dementia, right? Wow. It, because there's no, she can be doing one thing, pick up something, put it down and, and five seconds later, pick it up again because she doesn't remember doing it and why she's doing it. And, and you're using a very um, subtle example there at that Absolutely. point. You, you, that, and you don't really have to fill in the blanks no. as to what that could be. Absolutely. And, and, and uh, um, you get to the point where it's the point of no return. Mm -hmm. And nature takes its course, mm -hmm. and you lose her, and that's forty months ago today. Uh, forty months ago today, as yeah. of, of of this recording, right? Um, at what point 
were you already doing things for your mental well-being or were you so in the hurricane and it was just everything all these things that needed to be done Absolutely the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. So so at what point after um after it all dies down, you know, um the event happens and mm. everything around the event and everybody okay 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 mm. and then suddenly everybody kind of fades back to their lives mm-hmm. and um you are now a, trying to yeah. rebuild a life. Sure. Um, did you do anything to, uh, to heal? Did you go to counseling right away? Did you go to grief counseling? Did yeah, you... I, I did have and some And was counseling. it worth it? Was it? I would love to say yeah, it, it was, but I, I guess there was aspects of it that was positive. I mean, it's hard to judge because, you know, um, sometimes a, a good friend is even better than a counselor because, you know, they just, they know the person, they know the situation, they know me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, um, yeah, so there was a lot of things that I had to do, right? I mean, there was responsibilities. Uh, anyone that have has lost anyone in the family, be it a spouse or anything, um, certainly can know if they're the executor of the will, if they have, yep. you know, and where all that goes. And yep. remember- Did and, those tasks help? As a man, just knowing that yeah, well, I've got yes. a list of things to do. Oh, absolutely. So, so, so it was good to be kind of productive. Oh, yeah. I, 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 and fortunately enough, I didn't have to, you know, there was no contest. And then I, I, but I, and, yeah. I, and you know, uh, one of the kind of beautiful things about coming into that stage of suddenly entering the world of widower um, mm-hmm. is that my wife, uh, my Brandy, had the discussion with me about what, she, what I wanted, what she wanted for me in the future. Also, what she wanted for herself in terms of what she needed in terms of you know, or how she would like to be laid to rest and everything sure, else. Sure. And then the aspect of, because, you know, we were in her 40s. She was 43 when she passed. So, you know, wow. she she wanted to make sure that I, I'd be happy and find someone. She's not going to. So she pre-released you of any oh, yeah. of any guilt or, or whatever she yeah. thought you might, feelings which, that which, you which might have had, hesitancy. A, it's a big, that's a big topic. Um I've, I have a group, and maybe we can discuss this a little later. Sure. There's a group of uh, friends that uh, I've made through social media that are widowers as well, that'll have lost wives at, in the 40s and 50s. Um, and, uh, you know, and one of the bigger issues with them is some of them didn't get that conversation, right? They didn't get that. It was an instantaneous thing. It, it was, or or was they no, just said, yeah. or they didn't have that kind of communication. Okay, you know, yeah, or the yeah. Wife, you know, or the, you know, Oof. or the wife can say the opposite effect. You know, even us, even someone would bring. You just never know if they could say, "I don't want you to be with anyone else." You know, <laughs> you must what murder a, me. <laughs> what a mind fuck that would mm. be. Um, that wasn't the case with you. That was not the so, case. So, so let me, let me, I guess. Let me ask this, because obviously Brandy wanted the best for you. I'll fast forward that part of it. We, sure. Brandy wanted the best for you. She Absolutely. wanted you to be happy. She yeah. wants that. Um, was it like she thought it was going to be? Or like like you talk about getting back up on the horse, you know, or, yeah. or, or yeah. getting back in the game, How whatever, yeah. whatever uh, phrasing you want to use. Sure. Um, she gave you the idea that you didn't have to feel guilty about anything. Well, yeah, and, that, and that's, what makes, uh, that's what makes this type of, uh, you know, like – it hurts when you lose sometimes a parent or a child, I can't imagine. Or, but in this case, a spouse, because you know, you can't really replace a parent or you can't replace your child, but you certainly can, in a sense, you can move on to another you can relationship, have, move forward to another relationship, and that can be something new. Well, you know, not move on, but move forward. So, sure. And she gave you green light for that. Yeah. So, so that, that was that was positive. But then, you know, suddenly she passed, and I'm doing all the executive things, and you know, I'm suddenly empty nester at the same time because both kids my kids are gone now. Because my kids were, you know, freaking great, so they were 18 and they didn't want to be at home. One wants to get married at a young age, and the other one is, you know, happy and independent on their own as well. So suddenly I'm sitting in an empty house, and I'm going, "Wow, I'm in my 40s, and I got no wow. wife, and I got no kids, and it's awfully quiet." <laughs> it's awfully quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I, I, I don't assume that the urge to quote unquote date or mm. connect um, appeared right away or, or did it? Because, I mean, you know, we talk about, mm. you know, guys have these physical needs mm-hmm. like like and I mean, your whole life's in chaos at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you hear about people who, who go through breakups and then they immediately date somebody else. Like, oh, the rebound, yep, right? That kind rebound, of a thing sure. is is 
was it the was is is that what it felt like or and also it god it'd been so long since you'd even considered dating you know uh, absolutely decades I, it's I like okay well has it all changed yeah. is it the same like yeah, well, are these are these the types of things that were going through your these are all the things and of course immediately you know um the one thing that's missing uh, because of the quiet and for a widower and i'm sure it's the same for a widow is uh you know, emptiness is uh, who is going to be that companion who i need someone around me you're just so used to it yeah. at the same time you have the other side which is grief and that is a part of loss and grief is seriously heavy it's an emotion i never you, and you i can describe it in details and you can read it in beautiful and everything it's the type of thing that you don't know until you know and in that first year everything set me off in grief because it was, it was my purpose was brandy everything was brandy i mean this is my purpose in life i do things for brandy and including the last few years of her life that's, oh, absolutely. that's, that's what you're and then that and then and then yes and then i could blow that up further and saying yeah i watched my wife die in this horrible way and taking care of her um except for the last 50 days where she finally had to go to care home because mm -hmm. she was there was no longer a capability for me to transfer because she was she was dying. It got too much at that. It got to, yeah, yeah, far too much. I mean, yeah, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't fair. It, it wasn't fair on her. There yeah. was she could get far better care, but I, I waited till the last fifty days. Yeah. Um, saying that, um, but of course, your my brain is thinking about um, who could I possibly hang out with? Who could I, even if it was, had no sexual. Um, even if it was platonic. Yeah, even if it was platonic. Yeah. Just who can I be with? And in a, in a sense, I had the three, I call them the three amigas. And I still have them today. And they're my closest female friends. And they they were the ones, and they still are the ones. Were they friends with Brandy as well? Uh, yeah, uh, Melissa being uh, Brandy's best friend. Uh, Carrie being um, our neighbor. Mm -hmm. And uh, Corey being a carried. Wow. Yeah. So these are people that uh, um, kind of stuck by you and helped mm, you kind of get through. Absolutely. So in that sense, but you know, and then I had, huh, I had about a baker's dozen in that first year. The first year was fascinating on the two dynamics of grief and then, and then getting interest. Um, I didn't necessarily look for anyone. I wasn't, I just had too much. It was just too much for me to get back on the horse, if you will. Um, but there was a baker's dozen that was messaging and everything else. And messaging you. So they were actually, yeah, they, they you were, actually experienced, yeah. okay, you're dealing with this grief and now you've got from I, left I, field. You've yeah. Got well, I had people, I to, had people that said to me, uh, to I was je jealous of Brandy, um, you know, wow. The, yeah. So there were, there was that, those type of, there was those type of messages and I always kind of. I kind of almost, it was kind of a weird world because like you said, you're, uh, there's a level of shock still in the, all in this sure. in the, with transition and change. And then you have uh, your wife friend hitting on you a little bit yeah, and all or, that, yeah, exactly. or, or throwing overtures out there. Oh, I, don't yeah, be, sure. I don't want to be disrespectful to no, anybody, no, no. but, but, but. No, but there was, so those were those yeah. kind of messages. Yes. The, those kind of like, you know, in other words, uh, you know, I've been always interested in, you know, because of how you treated Brandy and there was kind of these storylines. So there was, and I thought that that would be kind of the person eventually that I would connect to a person that knew of her. Um, but at the same time, I just couldn't, I know that's uh, for some, um, you know, as soon as you can kind of get over that stage, then, then maybe it kind of gives a sense of balance. But for me, I knew that I, I couldn't provide a, decent relationship and you remember i came from a long deep relationship where i just want where i and that's kind of what i was in my head wanted to search for again i want a partnership right 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 I, I, so the idea of, of it wasn't of a rebound dating nah. isn't doesn't appeal to you no not especially what i went through no right no. um you know it, it, situations can change from period of period in someone's life but in 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 the in retrospect in the full picture yeah no i was i was trying to get myself to understand everything and get myself back together and to move forward and then that's when i kind of focused on um dating and the whole getting myself back into the world although you know it's kind of comical because you know during that time the bakers doesn't i call them um <laughs> you know I, I i would i would go to there was this one girl and i would say who was he didn't know me or brandy and um <laughs> i would say i don't know maybe it's because i had a good relationship with brandy you know and i you know I'm, i didn't, i don't come with that type of baggage and 
No, she, her response is, no, you're just fresh meat. <laughs> and I okay. go, and I went, and I went, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, um, I guess, I guess one of my questions, your fresh meat, you're back on the market again, whether yeah. you want to be or not. There's obviously some people who think you were back on before, sure. before but, you uh, gave yourself permission to be, yeah, did no. you actually have to have a moment where you said, okay, yes, I am back on the market or was it still blurry? Like were there no. some days where it's like, yeah. No. And then it became no, was no, it, a- it, it really, it really took, and this is really important in terms of anyone with loss. Um, it does get easier, but the first year, if, if it's the person your level of grief will match the level of your love for the person that you lost. Oh boy. Right. And in this case, it was, this was my purpose person. This was my purpose in life. Um, so that was intense grief wave after wave. And that first year, you got to get through everything. First of what would have been her birthday. First of our anniversary. First of this first. And you have to. And for me, so every time it was, you know, and there were so many of them. And then there were in the everything around your entire world where your playground of your city, you know, all those locations. Some of the some of the most you would never think that would be important until you're in grief and then you suddenly realize, oh my God, that was her favorite makeup store and yeah. you know, that, that everything else. And well, those that, well, those wouldn't be my interest, but then I remember shopping and buying that gift store. Sure. And, and, and that doesn't go away. That's how, like your uh 40th month today, mm-hmm. you're still counting it months. Yeah. Um, even though you are back on the horse per yeah, se, if sure. you, you find the right gal or whatever, hey, right. you want to get, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah. Um, but there's going to be more of those. Cause if you, if, if you're still looking for that companion, sure. um, it's going to be the first time I live with somebody after right? like those firsts are going to continue and, and, and will always be there. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the first year I had to get through. So that's when you talked about the timeline. Yep. It really was important, and you know, and it's just important with grief that you you give yourself that space. It's it's good advice what I've learned, um, and I think it's kind of be, can spread over to others. Mm-hmm. That first year, give yourself space to have it, because if you really suppress it and don't have that grief, um, it'll linger with you for a long time. And I know some people might have an uncle that lost his wife. Um, 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and he still grieves the same way he did the first year because he just you know he never changes he just i I said i I literally told myself and that's kind of a business model i'm going to allow myself to have this first year and then i'm going to go out and see what the world has okay because i i wanted i just wanted to clear away all the first and then it became positive first like the first date with someone the first time i joined up with a political group uh we know sure. each other through a t- television uh, programming and, and yep. production, and um, and I joined in that, and that's it was it took, but it took that first year of everything to kind of be separate. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna move to towards closure on this podcast, but it won't be the last time that we talk about this stuff. No. Um, and you're a big uh, um, enthusiast about he changed it. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. We're at the point right now where we're in beta. the The Android version is going to come out. You're an Android guy. Um, I appreciate the fact that you are um, so open to this because, mm. you know, one of the things you just said was, um, you know, when, when, when people who have been through this, you know, tell you this, they're, they're right. Um, mm. You've got a whole bunch of that. And I know um, that you are willing to give that whole bunch of that to anybody who's going through this kind of stuff. Absolutely. And that's, that's going to be the power of, uh, and that is the power of what um, he changed. It is. Um, I just appreciate how you're able to articulate some of these things. Um, do you still feel like the first time you physically connected with a woman mm-hmm. afterwards? Um, are there any firsts that happen now? Yes, they're positive, but pangs of emotion. I don't want to quite say guilt because it sounds like you've been kind of. No, but, I, but were, are there people who kind of maybe might throw wrenches in it? And do you sometimes get thrown back? Yeah. Um, one one interesting aspect is for sure. OK, so I, it took me 15 months um, after Brandy passed. Okay. To get back into the scene, I uh, picked a beautiful woman. We hit it off, um, and it lasted for four months. Not bad, I guess, all things considered, right? Sure. Um, and uh, but one of the consistent things that I didn't expect is um, dating, being a widower, and dating with with you know, I mean, seventeen years of memories, of positive memories, um, but Brandy or you know. Uh, my wife, um, who passed, 
could be something somehow a negative. It suddenly becomes baggage to their world. There was the degrees of jealousy often. Oh, and, um, they had a standard to live up to. Yeah, which always was never. I, never, I would. I, Fictitiously, I, it's and, in their and mind. That, that's the reason why I didn't. Yeah. That's the reason. One of the reasons why I didn't date in the first year, because. I knew that that baggage would be much more stronger because you would have to deal with a grieving man at the same time. Unless she was like, you know, you never know when yeah, a person course. comes across yeah. and she's yeah. a widow, widow and everything else. And you never know how situations are. Sure, and, sure. But in, but in this case, yeah, no, the transition, the transition, the, the most difficult sometimes part is is understanding that's, that uh, being a widow, a widower isn't always a plus. Well, clearly. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, sometimes yeah. I, 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 I thought it might be a plus because, you know, I have this, this kind of positive vibe as opposed to coming you know, with maybe someone else being a divorcee or whatever. God, no, I just, love that you're it, able to say it, that. Like it, it, that's that's one of those feelings that I think a lot of people would keep in mm. because of uh, you know being afraid to throw that out there. Or being a widower might be a plus. Like like I'm so grateful that you're able to mm. even say that and and, mm. and get that out there because those are some of the thoughts that would that would potentially be there. Mm-hmm. Was there ever judgment from other people? Absolutely. Oh, I've, I've, I've. So there's the fear of judgment of other people, but then there's actual. Oh yeah, no, and not necessarily, and not necessarily the people that I'm dating. I mean, you know, like I said, uh, some, some that was an issue that, or they brought that up as an issue at the end, kind of thing. Like, um, I, I, you know, I can't fill her shoes, and I said, when the hell did we ever talk about her shoes or right. anything about her? What about others? For, what about others' opinions about you dating? It, Any of her friends ever say to you, "Oh yeah, it's too early, or um, you shouldn't be." No, no. Um, I don't think so. I mean, even my doctor said, hey, man, you're young. I, oh, I hope okay. you I hope Brandy would want you to, you know, because he knew Brandy, right? And Brandy would want you to. And I said, yeah, she told me it's okay. Um, no, no. It, it, no, it was more the thing of, um, like, for example, uh, one, one way that I deal with grief or dealt with grief was through social media. So I have... Once a month, like generally on the eleventh, I'll write. I'll write something, and it isn't just something like I miss Brandy. <clears throat> it'll be something that it'll be something that um, that is a story, a memory, because like yeah. I, I write well, or a lyric, or or a, or, or a, a yeah, verse sure. of some sort of song, or a, sure. even a poem, or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah, you're you're very very uh, articulate when it comes to writing. So so you know that that was the way that I dealt with. Well, you know, uh, people would come. Um, friends, acquaintances, sometimes just acquaintances, and they would chirp up and say, well, "Why are you doing this?" You know, well, it's an outlet, mm-hmm. and it's also I, um, um, you know, being here was kind of unusual. This is a kind of the first time I've actually t- talked in openly like this because God, you know, you social sure media, you social sure media it, has a space, right? Man, you sure wouldn't know it. You're um, wow. so so yeah so yeah there's. There's many layers to it, but when it really comes down to to the transition, um, some people, just like any, some people do get jealous of it or or think that you, you know you got to let go completely, and which is unrealistic in my case. Mm-hmm. You know, 17 years, and you know, based on the kind of the heart of my so far early life, um. It's unrealistic for me not to. At the same time, it is getting easier. And I guess that's the kind of the, the next thing. Now it's 40 months. And I don't feel as compelled to to write or uh, it is it isn't as necessary. It was almost a necessary kind of uh paint, like being an artist and, and just to kind of express. And sure. sometimes that, that if that you can do it through social media, it felt like I'm talking to someone because oftentimes, you know, especially in that first year, 95% of the time I was by myself, did all things in my life, yeah. all by myself, going to, to the store, eating dinner, you know, everything, everything was just me. It was all new. Right. And I wasn't willing to kind of just go out and find someone to get that companionship. So that was kind of my outlet. So I let my grief and my grief has kind of shown um, but through stories of through our uh, memorable stories that I that would just kind of uh, stayed in my brain, and I went, "Whoa, okay, I think I'm going to write about this one." Uh, and uh, as we close up here, just mm-hmm. real quick, uh, you would recommend if somebody has gone through loss, things like that, and they feel compelled to write something, go for it. That's oh a, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think that I think that goes for a lot of things in life, but grief especially, um, be it uh, you know a spouse, a child. Um, a parent, hell, your dog. Sure. Um, 
but uh, keeping it in is kills. It really just kills. And mine was happened to be because of now the day of social media, I can. And, you know, I have a lot of people that miss Brandy too. So the, I, there was also positive feedback, right? Uh, mm. With all these, because there's a lot of people that miss her as well, because she had many friends. We had, you know, we're a couple, right? So, um, mm. so writing, but writing it out in a journal, doing anything that, that, that allows you to just be. And uh, certainly, like I said, um, the first piece of advice is give yourself time mm -hmm. in terms of allow yourself to grieve because if you do, if you do let it and finish your, let it out and allow those that first year to kind of go by, it makes the second year easier, the third year easier, the fourth year easier. Pay the price. Pay the get price. Get it done. Get it up front. And, and uh, you alluded earlier, but you, there are lots of people out there who have gone through this and they haven't and mm -hmm. they're still, Oh yeah. Um, I am very grateful for you. Uh, opening up and doing this. I appreciate the fact that you've even felt hesitancy as we, as you came into the studio here. Absolutely. Uh, am I doing <laughs> the right thing? Yeah. Um, you would never know that you haven't really talked about this. And, and I know that, uh, that in the app, as this uh, community starts to grow and as it starts to bloom, I know you're going to be supporting people in there and um, people Big who, time. yeah, who, who people who may not have, uh, we're trying to change the word uh, that we're trying to change the phrase man up. Mm -hmm. You know, man up has a connotation of, 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 oh, just stop crying. You're fine. You know, yep. kind of a thing. We're, we're trying to say that, that, um, the idea of manning up is actually admitting, holy shit, I got a problem. I need to, to talk about this. And, uh, as people man up within the app and, and, and do that, I know you're going to be there for them. And, and we appreciate that very much. I appreciate this. I know this won't be the last time that we do this. Mm. Uh, Derek, thank you for sharing, um, yeah, a part of your, uh, your journey with Brandy. And um, we look forward to hearing how it uh, how it continues, how it progresses, and any insights that you you get. Please come back and share them with us. I'll be happy to. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. No problem. Um, God damn, we hear some uh, uh, some some beautiful stories and some heartbreaking stories. I think we heard a little bit of both today. Um, we're very grateful for everyone out there. At the time of this recording, we're just in beta testing. So go to hechangedit.com, sign up if you want to be part of the beta group. Um, we're going to reward everybody who who works uh, to help us build this thing right now. So so uh, if you want to become part of the community sooner than later, we'd love to have you. Um, we're forming the whole thing right now. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's a cool thing that's going on right now with He Changed It and uh, HeCast. So for HeCast, the official He Changed It podcast, I am Mike Chisholm. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time.